Hi, everybody, and welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Jake Fisher. I'm Anita Lamb. I am very excited to have Anita with us on this show. The show, we're going to talk a lot about our new reliability data. Anita, she's in charge of that. And to be quite honest, she's smarter than all of us in this room. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank and, you and so that, much. And that goes Tom. for the camera guys, too, by the way. So. That's true. So, so Anita, how, do we, how does Consumer Reports do reliability? It all comes from our subscribers, both the magazine and online. So each year around April time, we send out an annual questionnaire asking the owners of the vehicles whether they had any serious problems with their vehicles during the past 12 months. And how many people filled this out? A lot. <laughs> this year we have responses on 1.1 million vehicles. 1.1 million vehicles. Yes, that is a lot. And how old? We ask uh, cars that range from 2013, which is the new model the year, stuff you can get. to yeah, to 2004, which are 10-year-old cars. Wow, that's that's very impressive. So let's start let's start on the high note. What's the good news? If I want to buy a reliable car, who what car should I buy? You should buy a car that's very reliable, according to Consumer Reports. You should buy the issue. Wait, no, you work here. Okay, never mind. Um, there's still a lot of cars. Traditionally, we see a lot of Japanese cars at the top of the top of the ranks, right? So it's like Toyota, Honda, the usual cast of characters. Um, this year, top top three cars. What is it? Still Toyota. The top three. There's Lexus. The top three brands this year are still Japanese. They are Lexus, Toyota, and Acura. But then it all gets but, crazy. Yes. Number four. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we got a newcomer for number four. Okay, and let's go to the studio audience and see if anyone can guess what number four is. You and go. It is not from Japan, it's not from Korea, it's not American, it's Audi. Audi? Yes, Audi. Audi is the number did, four Did you not carry a two right somewhere? <laughs> or, or? Well, Audi hasn't been that great a couple of years ago. I remember uh, two years ago they were ranked in the lower third, but they've been creeping up slowly, and this year they are number Fourth. I mean, that, that blows, I, I cannot fathom this. I mean, I, I, I'm going back a long time. My dad owned an Audi Fox. He knew the tow truck owner, he knew the tow truck operator's name. My uncle had an Audi 5000. That thing was a total piece of crap. Yeah, that, that did get our total piece of crap rating, but well, we got rid of that later. It's a nice bronze statue. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brown but blob it, but circle. It, 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 yeah, this, this is 25, 30 years ago. So, so, and it's not overnight. So, I mean, last year, actually, Audi was doing pretty well. They broke the top 10. Now they're breaking the top right, five. Right. It's a steady mm -hmm. growth and yeah. reliability of, of Audi, and it's pretty amazing because these are high-content vehicles. There's lots of electronics. There's lots of power seats, and they're still... They're, they're holding together, it's pretty amazing. And they didn't do it overnight. Like They had a lot of vehicles that were in the average, and they creep up to right. better than average. And this year, they have the Audi A6, the 2.0T, as much better than average. The front drive one, yeah. Yes, and that is a, quite an amazing achievement. Wow, impressive. Also, there's another European brand that's kind of wormed its way up in the ratings, right? Volvo. Volvo. Well, Volvo doesn't have the breadth of products as Audi does, and in this survey, uh, it came up to number seven. Part of the reason is that it, we didn't have sufficient data for the ancient <laughs> XC90 SUV. Well, there's a surprise. A we told our readers not to buy the XC90 because it's old. 
It's like Methuselah. It's, it, it, it's not reliable. It's old. Don't buy it. And right. they didn't buy it, so we don't have data. So that dropped guess, off the list. But then the S60 and the Cross, yeah. the XC9, uh, the, uh, XC70. XC60, XC70, okay. they are all yeah. average or better. Wow. So, so, so that's the good news. But what everyone really wants to hear is the bad news. No bad news. No everyone bad didn't. news. Oh, we, we forgot one exciting news. Oh, exciting news? Tesla. But Teslas catch fire and stuff. No, no, no. That's what I, the interwebs I, I, tell I, me. I heard that a Tesla actually, this is real, really happened. One got a flat tire. <gasps> <clears throat> yes, and the, the owner was stranded because they had to put another tire. You know, we're giving, we we're giving government loans to a company <laughs> that can have flat tires. What the? I know. No, but, but so how did Tesla do? <clears throat> did we, wait, we have data all, on Tesla. We had enough data on Tesla. Amazingly, combining 2012 and 2013 models, we have over 600 Teslas. Six, 600? Yes. That's amazing. And how did it do? The 2012 model year, it was above average. Okay. There were fewer problems. Surprisingly, the 2013 had slightly more problems. So with both years combined, we got an average predicted reliability score. And what are the problems? Is it is it the battery packs? Is it the the, the whiz bang iPad that's the center? No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It, it wasn't uh, the electric drivetrain. It wasn't the batteries. None of those. It was actually a lot of mechanical problems. Actually, what was those door handles that we always kind of had trouble with, where you kind of have to you look mean at the it motorized funny, door and it comes out for you. It was niggly things like that. But the the powertrain actually was very good. And what this means, of course, is that we're now recommending the Tesla. Um, our we don't, top scoring car. Our top scoring car. Um, we wait until we actually have reliability data on it, especially if you look at this car, it's like new technology and batteries and all these different things. But you know, like we've seen with other electric cars, it's actually uh, doing pretty well. Other electric cars are, are, have been reliable. In a way, there's less things to break, right? There's no big transmission and you know, yeah. the engine has so a lot of things to break. A Leaf or a Volt, are they, <laughs> they doing well as well? Yeah, the Leaf is still pretty reliable, it's still uh, better than average. Now the Volt has been staying at better than average for the last two years, and this year it got to average. Hmm. But so, still, still but we still recommend it. But still it's very good, well, we're still recommending but, it. But hold on, when you talk about a Volt, that's not. That's not, you're right, it's not electric. My whole point with electric cars is, is not. You got an, en you got an engine anyway. I don't so, listen to your points. I know, <laughs> I know, I should get used to it by now. <laughs> but, but when you have, right, the Volt's kind of got the electric powertrain, it's got the engine too, it's got all those pieces, there's more to break. When it, I think for all of the vehicles that we looked at that are pure electric, not think many things are breaking on them. Pretty, pretty good. So it sounds like hybrids and electric cars do pretty well. Behind us, we have a Ford C-Max hybrid. How does that do? Well, only hybrids and electric cars of Japanese nameplates do really well. Unfortunately, the C-Max, well, and of course the Tesla did quite well. well. Yeah, the, an American car. Right. Unfortunately, the C-Max, which is also an American car, didn't do quite as well. In fact, it's the least reliable new car in our survey. Well, the C-Max, the energy, the, the plug-in plug -in version. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, the poor C-Max. I mean, you know, the, the, the whole fuel economy thing, and now it's basically at the bottom of our, our reliability ratings. But Ford didn't really have a great year anyway, did they? Uh, no, Ford had a number of new products that were introduced in 2013. They were the Escapes, talking about fires. Then they, ex <laughs> they escaped oh. the uh, 1.6 oh, EcoBoost. But that's also <clears throat> unreliable. Unfortunately, all the ex new Escapes are unreliable except the old powertrain, the 2.5. Oh, you mean the very base model, the yes, front the drive, 2.5. Yes. 
Yeah, even though it has a new body, but we I were just talking about this actually before engine. that. Like, if you look at the Fords, it's like the every every vehicle that has an older engine, you know, the old 2.5, the old 3.7, those invariably were doing better than the ones with the new EcoBoost engines. Well, there are also the base versions <coughs> and not Eco as well. Eco Eco Boost. Eco Boost. Um, <laughs> was that a, was that a slip? Okay, got it. There are also the less well-equipped versions. Right. They are the base versions. <clears throat> they wouldn't have My Ford yeah, Touch. Yeah, we'll talk about My Ford Touch yes. in a bit. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's troubling because a couple years ago, three or four years ago, we had said Ford has the reliability of a good Japanese brand. And they did. And they did. And, and just like we were talking about, Audi's kind of like going up. Ford kind of had this great spot where they had an old, well, we talked about it, we did a, a kind of an old product line, a mature product line of vehicles like the old Fusion and the Escape that had been around for years, uh, Focus 2. Worked out all the bugs. It was actually producing very, you know, right up there with the Japanese. Um, and then the last couple of years, we've seen great new products. And I say great because these cars perform very well. I mean, they handle well. No, they're they lovely well. cars. They're great cars. They look great. But with all these new technologies just hitting at the same time, my Ford Touch, um, everything, you know, the new technology, the turbos, everything, um, they've just, every time they replace the vehicles, they're lowering down that score. And, you know, last year, too, they were kind of right at the bottom of the, mm -hmm. the rank. They're down there again. So the Escape, a small SUV, that's down, it's pretty bad in our survey. What is the most reliable new car in our survey? Well, the most reliable new car is actually the redesigned 2014 Subaru Forester. That one parked over Yes, there. the blue car right behind us. Wow, that's impressive, because that was a pretty thorough redesign. You know, it, w it went to a CVT, you know, it, there were extensive changes there. So that, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but I, I guess it didn't have all those electronic <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> we, we kind of, yeah. we said it's connectivity is not quite up to date, maybe that kind of There's the irony, help. because mm -hmm. we, one of the very yeah. few complaints we have about the Forester <clears throat> is that it's, I mean, it's got like a record player in it as, a, as, as an audio system. And that was something that hurt Ford, wasn't it? And other brands was high-tech electronic systems. Yeah, we're saying that's really the big issues going on with cars now, that they're it's like computers, right? I mean, if you have a computer, if you have a PC, you're used to the thing locking up and you have to reboot it. You're not used to that with cars. And these are the big problems now we're having in cars. They've done so well with powertrains and the, the hardware and such like that, that this is just, you know, and some people are doing it really well and some people are doing it, it, it bad. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we, we're seeing issues with, what, Ford, we're seeing with, with Honda, Honda, right? The, the yeah, Honda. Honda, I mean, they're trying to put in this infotainment systems, and they're not doing a good job with it. So what's <clears> going <throat> on with Honda? So that gets to our next highlight, is not all Japanese cars are reliable. Or low light, for that matter. Uh, yeah, the ones you could have depended on in the past, <clears> like a Honda Accord, which was redesigned for 2013, and again, they improved they are great performing cars, but on the, especially on the coupes and the V6 sedan, because they have this new Honda Link. Oh, the new touchscreen system. The, that, the, the that dual touchscreen. It's, it's an ergonomic mess, but it, it's a reliability <clears throat> mess too. Yes, I think people are having problem. Uh, well, syncing their phones, syncing their connectivity, phone, actually, it, it's just, it, it comes unsunk, <laughs> and they, they want to sync their cars. I mean, it's just, yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of problems with those, and, we, and, and we've actually done some recontact surveys of the people who said, these systems are not working. Well, I mean, are, are, these people, are these people just, you know, what you always read is, those people are stupid. They don't know how to use the systems. We, did not, they, we didn't ask them if they were stupid. That wasn't part, we should ask them. Are we allowed to ask them? No, we're not. Or, or, or you know, they, they don't understand the system, so they <clears> go back to the dealer. Is, is it that they don't understand them, or are there actual problems? So, so we went by, back because we were looking at problems with, and another one that we should mention is Q. Q yeah. So we're Cadillac's seeing Q, Cadillac's yeah. Q system, and we're seeing some problems with like the Cadillac XTS, which is bringing down Cadillac quite a bit. Cadillac was doing pretty good in reliability, now it's coming down. Well, they were, because the CTS was, last year, was, was, was one of the, right. I mean, it's redesigned now. It was Which, another, the final year right. of the redesign is always more reliable. Sure. Yeah. So we went back and we asked these people, tell us more with your problems with your, your Q system or your Acura Link for a system or, or whatever. And, um, you know, we didn't ask them if you're old or, and, <laughs> and, and you don't understand it. But actually, I mean, you know, I, I kind of joke about that, but actually what was very interesting is that we had more, we actually started looking at age, mm -hmm. and of the people who are younger, were more likely to report problems with huh. their systems. Wow! And one of the indications of that is probably younger people are probably more using these systems that you know, linking their phone with it, trying some of these new technologies, and finding these problems. Mm -hmm. So you don't dig and try to use some of the technologies that they're offering you. Maybe you're not realizing they're not working. But I mean, especially we look at the Honda system where it's it's not holding links with your phone. It's not setting that up. You know, it's it's, it's interesting. You said that I drove our um, 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee over the weekend, and I spent quite a while getting the phone to link, and it dropped it. And mm -hmm. indeed, the Grand Cherokee, it, its reliability's dropped too. And a lot yes. of it's that radio system, yeah, isn't that it? 2014, the redesign one, yes. Mm -hmm. The in fact, the V6 is dropped well below our average, and we can recommend it. So how's Chrysler doing otherwise? Chrysler, one of the, uh, the luxury, kind of almost luxury sedan, the 300C has been unreliable, but this year it improved. Oh, so they're working out the so bugs in the 300C. they're working out the bugs on 300C. And they probably have a whole lot of Uconnect systems in there too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, just the, the final word I think on these systems is you can do it right. You know, so we're seeing a lot of problems with still with the My4 Touch and the My Lincoln Touch. We're seeing problems with what, what Acura and Honda is doing. We're seeing problems now with Q. Um, but again, Audi, they're very reliable. Right. They have these systems oh, yeah. in there. BMW is actually pretty solid mid pack, have those systems in there. Um, Lexus, very. A lot of technology in those, and, and they're still very reliable. Uh, well, the Lexus ES was also redesigned for 2013, <coughs> and they brought on the right. new screen. Mm -hmm. And the mouse control. And the mouse control yeah. and all that. Well, mouse control has been around for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But they oh, added the that. Yeah, you're but, right. but it's a pretty complex system. But, it has yes. a lot of features, but it's working. You know, but, So there's yes. a difference. One other surprise. Um, usually Nissan, you know, kind of middle of the pack reliability-wise. The Altima, you know, safe safe buy, you know, decent scoring car, reliable. Not this time. Nissan, in fact, has really been kind of sliding a little bit even in our past yeah. surveys. Mm. And Altima, it, it somehow it shows it's maybe a little bit of decontent. For the, the 2013 uh, redesign. Yeah, redesign. Right. A lot of the <clears> problems <throat> have to do with like squeaks and rattles, wind noise, the body hardware. Stuff that makes it feel kind of cheap. Right, and right. That you're saying they, they had better, yeah. it's, it's a little, quality is a little better, it might be avoidable. Mm. And uh, there's also a little bit of, I think, some transmission problem with that new CVT. 
Oh, that's right. Might have yeah. caused some problem too. But both the four-cylinder and V6 are not reliable. Oh wow, that's quite a change for, and, for an ultimate. Yeah, and the Pathfinder, which is also a complete redesign now, there's a car base, it's the same platform as the JX, it's also very unreliable. Oh, okay. So they're having some hard time with their new products. Yes. So, so let me ask, you know, compared to the Audis that I brought up, you know, compared to cars from a long time ago, cars are a lot more reliable than they ever used to be. Does, does this matter? Does any of this stuff matter? Are, are cars, you know, I mean, we're pulling out little tiny differences, but does it really matter? I don't matter? think there are tiny differences at all. And I think, you know, you know we're talking about the, our, the C-Max is sitting behind us, and what we were saying, there's 22, 22 or 25 percent right. of the people are having problems with these cars. They have to go back to the dealer. That, wow, that's that's a big deal. That's, that's, I so mean, new cars are that's yeah. bad for a new car. So we're 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 seeing these things where people have to go back to the dealer. They have to get things fixed, and sometimes they're going back. You know, it's an inconvenience, and you don't expect that. Yeah. And there's other cars. I mean, what was what was the problem right here? It was, you know, right. single digits, four percent, three percent. But even with the <clears throat> C-Max, some of the problems that were uh, being voiced by our owners was like, the clock continues to lose time. Now that doesn't <laughs> put you... <laughs> that makes me very confident about the whole high-tech hybrid system when the clock doesn't... Well, especially, you know, when time. you want to try to like, travel through time. Well, you might it, go into yeah. the wrong spot. But, but, but and, and it just, just to stop you right there, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, you know, we are not counting the clock problem as much as like an engine problem right, or something right. more severe. Right. People, so, people say that So a lot, we do weigh it very much right, differently, yes. If things that are going to leave you on the side of the road, yes. we weigh right, exactly. heavily. You, be, you will be late for your appointment, you might get in trouble, <laughs> but you won't get stranded. <laughs> that's right, right. Because work, your yeah. clock doesn't work. So, so let me ask, would you buy a car that's not that doesn't come up as reliable in Consumer Reports? No. In fact, my favorite car both in my driving experience and reliability, is a Subaru Forester. Why? Why? It just, you know, I'm so comfortable with that driving position. I can see out well. They have big windows. I'm sitting up high. I have a power seat that makes me really feel sitting high I mean, up. Yeah, above you have everything. a big brain but a small body. So right. you know, that driving position in the windows yeah. are great. And even the car, is, you look at it, it's still fairly big, but it handles <clears> really well. What about you? Would you buy something? Like I was very afraid you were going to ask me this because what, you did leave out one surprise that we saw this year. Oh, um, well, okay, your so favorite. Stop it! Stop it! It hurts me. It really no, does. No, no, but no. but Subaru makes really good, reliable cars. I have a good history of that. Toyota and its affiliates, Scion, Lexus, they make really good, reliable cars. Put them together, and the result should be. Perfect. Exactly. So when it came up with the Sign FRS and the Subaru BRZ, and they were great, fun cars, you would assume that, you know, good plus positive plus positive. Anyway, um, yeah, they're below average, um, both those cars, uh, BRZ and the FRS. And I really like that car, so it pains me that they're having so much problems with it. Um, See, this, this always comes to mind every time I drive a Land Rover LR4. <laughs> not, not that, you know, we don't have enough survey data for it, but it doesn't look, the little bit we have isn't, isn't great. And it's like, uh, could I, you know, could I live with, this? you know, and, and part of me thinks, look, you know, Consumer Reports, as long as we give you the information, you decide what you're going to do with it. Um, but boy, you know, there is a price to pay. But, I mean, yeah. the, the truth is, is that, you know, there are a lot of other choices out there. Um, there's a lot of good cars out there. I mean, there's, you know, 
we were driving around the uh, the Fiesta ST the other day. Oh. I mean, that's a whole lot of fun. It is a whole lot of fun, but it's got my Ford Touch. It does have my Ford Touch. Um, but and there, Fiestas there, haven't, haven't been reliable. Yeah, the Fiesta oh. wasn't reliable to begin with. <laughs> Uh, you know, but you hit on a good point. Um, there are a every lot once of in a while. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. You know, yeah, you get lucky every now and then. There are a lot of choices out there, and there are a lot of better choices, and that explains actually a change we just made in our recommendation policy of cars and how it relates to the Insurance Institute's small overlap test. You want to summarize what we? Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a new Insurance Institute test, which is the small overlap test, which is basically you're, you're hitting a barrier, but it's only kind of on the outside of the car, so it kind of sometimes goes outside where the normal bumper is. Anyway, it's a new test, and not every car is doing that well in it. So IHS is kind of trying to raise the bar, which they should be, because most of the tests now, all the cars are indistinguishable. Mm -hmm. Everybody is good with everything. So um, at first, there were some cars that were getting some pours in it, but we're kind of waiting to see, make sure not every car gets a pour, is it just a test too hard? And um, we're about a year into it, and of the vehicles that we're recommending, um, some of them have pours. So we went through basically all the cars that we're recommending, and these vehicles, the Toyota Camry, Toyota RAV4, the uh, Toyota Prius V, not the normal Prius, the, okay, the, the, the wagon one, yeah. one and uh, the Audi A4. These four vehicles have pours in this test, and we don't feel that we could continue to recommend vehicles that have a pour in a major crash test like this. So, you know, originally when it happens, you know, we don't know if everything is going to go bad. But, but if you look at like the Camry, so I mean. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's a shock for consumers. It's kind of a bombshell. Not yeah. to recommend a Camry or a Ref. But we took a good look at it, and you know, there's a very, it's a very crowded market in you know family sedans. And you look up and down the line, just about every single one has gone through this crash test, and every single one has done better than the Camry. The Camry is the only one that's getting a pour in this crash test. Wow. So if there's so many other choices, there's a lot many good choices in that category. We just don't understand how we could continue to recommend this vehicle that does yeah. pour in this mm -hmm. test when there's others that do better. So yeah, when you can go and you can buy an Accord instead of a Camry, four cylinder, yeah, that can be reliable four cylinder without the touchscreen radio. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, keep buying a Camry, and Toyota has said you know they are they are working on this because they they know it's it's a PR problem. In fact, one of the reasons that we made this change is actually feedback from you. You know, seeing feedback from the podcast, people right. asking, hey. This car gets a pour in a highly visible crash test. How do you guys keep on recommending it? And we, we aren't anymore. Yep. Mm -hmm. so, so that explains that change. Hope you learned a lot about reliability in this show. As always, thank you for watching.